As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The podcast critics have spoken. Has this guy ever actually interviewed anyone before? And? Wow, that was long. And I don't have time to listen. Very busy. Sounds like this podcast isn't winning any awards anytime soon. Uh, he did win an award in 2011. Stop living in the past. What else with Corey Mann? Wherever podcasts are sold. Isn't it free? Part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks. A podcast whose studio could use a good dusting. It's Sif Pop. Welcome to Sif Pop, streaming live most weekends. Are available to download later in your podcast feed, unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Patrons get those perks. Assemble. I'm your host, Aaron Dicer, and he's my keen and kind co-host, Andrew Ormsby. Ahoy. And each week we'll chat about movies, television, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. Hello. <laughs> we saw a movie. Yeah, we did. I've seen a movie a couple times. Yeah, me too. I've seen okay. it twice. I almost went a third time. Me too. <laughs> and I just, I had too much work to do. It was one of those things where it's like, am I really going to devote nine hours of my week to this one movie? And I just couldn't pull the trigger. But I'm glad I saw it twice. So glad for so many reasons. That was actually going to be the first thing. We're not even to the movie yet. It's hard not to get to it. Yeah, but that was literally going to be the first thing I talked about. Um, Well, we will get there. Uh, I I also, it's one of those weird situations where we saw the movie together, spent three hours in a vehicle together not talking about it. We had one question. I had one question for you. I think it was, did it feel like three hours? Right. And that was the only thing I asked about it. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we saved it all for the podcast just for you. Um, but it's also weird because it's been five days, you know, usually we'll see a movie and then within a day or two, we'll be doing the podcast. So but, you and I saw it on Tuesday mm-hmm. and then I saw it again on Thursday. Yeah. I saw it Thursday night as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I so, saw it standing. You stood up. I stood up through a three hour movie, which was interesting, <laughs> which was interesting. Cause he had a seat. He was just so excited. He couldn't sit down. It's it was true. like when you're at the ball game. Yeah. Um, so, man, that Thursday night crowd was like a sports crowd. It was. It, oh, man, I, I wish I would have had your type of crowd. Oh, man, was it. Wow. I've never been in a theater like that before. It had was, you never really? Well, I, I've been levels of that, just mm-hmm. not to that level where people are roaring yeah. at points. Those are always and, my favorite. And missing three or four lines because they're just so excited. It's infectious. Yeah. And, uh, and then just sobbing and sniffling anyways we'll get to all that fun stuff <laughs> the range of emotions <laughs> we uh we'll get to all that fun stuff about avengers in game we've got a fun show in store we're gonna do all the usual stuff and i will say this as well probably a shorter review than you're expecting on in game it's gonna be a long sif or spoiler cast yeah it's gonna be a long sif spoil because there's not a lot we can really dig into <laughs> without the spoilers yeah so just be aware it'll be it'll be a little shorter non-spoiler and let's be honest I think everybody's seen this movie. 
Yeah, I <laughs> didn't even point. look up the box office results. Do you want to know what it is? Is it pretty high? Well, uh, Thursday alone was sixty million. Just Thursday, and that's just domestic? Thursday night. Yeah, domestic. <laughs> well, um, I wonder what the China, like, China market's going to be. Uh, China on Thursday was over a hundred million. Um, it's uh, it, it may be at a billion worldwide by the end of the weekend. Yeah. Um, it looks like domestically it's going to hit about three fifty in one weekend, which the previous record was Infinity War, mm-hmm. which did two fifty. Yeah. So, I mean, that's insane. Yeah. It makes this, me happy, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. And, you know, something else that I've, I've been noticing, especially with, you know, on the Twitterverse and the social sphere, um, man, they're just, it's not as toxic as, like, Star Wars or something like that. Like, people who don't like it are like, hey, that's cool. You guys love that thing, you know? Like, yeah. love it. And the people who love it are just going crazy. And, and you know, it's just like, I just, I wish Star Wars was like that. You know what I mean? You can't say anything about Star Wars without trolls coming out and, you know, this side and that side. And, yeah. you know, what Ryan Johnson did was awful. And all yeah. live Abrams. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> I like what Ryan Johnson did. And, oh, Abrams is going to take it all back. You know, like, it's just like the toxicity <laughs> is crazy. But we can wait it's, till December for that. <laughs> yeah, we got plenty of time to wait for the trolls. Um, we will do all the usual stuff. And uh, we've got a really fun Sif quest uh, to go on today uh, that you sent us on. So thank you for that. Uh, our best ever challenge will be movies with the word end in the title so that could be interesting and fun um and then of course we'll we'll do the review of endgame but we like to kick it off with some do we care every single week i scour the internet to find out what is going on in the entertainment world i pick three topics for us to discuss and we must decide whether or not we care about them or not i just realized Whenever I do that little spiel right there, it's uh-huh. like I'm on autopilot. I don't even realize what I'm saying. I'm yeah. just looking here at the <laughs> list until I scream number one, and that's when I start reading this. That's you know, what? I've had I've had somebody tell me, um, "Can you let Andrew know to quit saying whether or not we want to talk about them or not?" Because you say "or not" twice, and it keeps it's a double negative, and it do keeps I? bothering them. Yeah, it's and like you said, you're on autopilot. You just yeah. do it every single time. <laughs> I think it's kind of cool yeah. whether or not to talk about <laughs> yeah. them or yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> you know why it's a double negative? Because we always end up talking about it anyway. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. That's why the double negative works. All right. Back works. to number one. Peter Farrelly, the guy who did Green Book and many a plethora of other amazing mm-hmm. movies. He will be directing the true story of John Donahue during the Vietnam War entitled The Greatest Beer Run Ever. Have you heard this guy's no. story no, before? No, I haven't heard this story. I'm going to break it down for you. So, during But maybe the I v- just want to wait for the movie. Okay. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me the true story. <laughs> so, um... What, the reason why it's called the greatest beer run ever is because he had a whole bunch of friends who got drafted and sent over to Vietnam. Mm-hmm. He did um, some tours earlier on for like uh, the Navy and stuff like that. He never really saw any action or anything. But his friends had been over there in the Army, stuck there for years and years. And um, he decided, you know what, I'm going to go over and just check on my friends. So he bought a case of Paps Blue Ribbon, and he went to Vietnam, found all of his friends, and had a beer with them. Oh. All over Vietnam. Wow. That's why it's called the greatest beer run ever. Paps Blue Ribbon had this commercial a couple years ago where it was like a miniature, like a 10-minute bio thing. That's where mm-hmm. I first saw it. And uh, I had to look it up just, and I'm like, oh, it's the thing I saw, you know, like that. So it'd be interesting. I wonder who uh, Fairley be getting for something like this. Maybe a Viggo Mortensen. He likes that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It could be interesting. Um, I don't know why, but it kind of reminds me of Tag. Like one of those true stories just about friends doing something crazy and you can't believe it really happened. Yeah. Something like that. So I wonder if it'll kind of be a comedy as well. I guess with Peter Farrelly doing it, that's certainly a possibility. Yep. There's always a lighter side to it. Eh, Could be interesting. Number two. Yeah. It has been revealed that Rami Malek will be the villain in the next James Bond movie, which still is untitled at this time. Mm. Rami Malek is a villain. Yeah. What you thinking? Um, I think that works. Yeah. I think he's a great actor. I think he has a very unique face. He has and a so, good jaw. Yeah. Jawline. And so I think that, you know, that works well for, you know, kind mm-hmm. of the playing up the villain stuff. And uh, I still, who knows if this is going to be Daniel Craig's last Bond or not. Yeah. You know, the guy keeps changing his mind. The first time I saw it, I'm like, 
wait, Rami Malek's going to be Bond? <laughs> Until I finally finished reading, I said, villain. Yeah. Because the thing I read said, Rami Malek uh, cast in James Bond. And that's all it said. It was nice. a, a clickbait title, you know, one of those. Uh-huh. I'm like, uh <laughs> And then I read on, I'm like, oh, he's the villain. Okay. But yeah. Still, I'm all on board with that. Yeah. I good think guy, he's great. Good actor. Yep. Number three. Number three. As you can tell, we're plowing through this just so we can get to the <laughs> end game <laughs> review. Number three. A combination I never knew I wanted until now. Guillermo del Toro and Leonardo DiCaprio Ooh. will be remaking the 1940s cult film Nightmare Alley. Kind of like I don't a, even know that film. It's a, like a evil carnival sort of movie. That sounds like GDT. Yeah. GDT and uh, LDC. Yeah. Which, you know, we, we've seen Leonardo kind of do horror in Shutter Island, you know, so... Sure. Yeah, a little bit. I Would you consider that a horror movie? Yeah. I guess I guess it borders on that. Yeah, I yeah. always... I just consider it, you know... Thriller? Um, yeah, thriller. I guess that's closer to it, yeah. It's the closest Scorsese or DiCaprio, really, have ever got to a horror film. So you think this will be straight horror? If it's Guillermo del Toro, yeah. Hmm. I think so. Interesting. Yeah. From what I understand, I've never seen the original Nightmare Alley. I just read the synopsis whenever I read this article. Well, I'm going to guess it has something to do with an alley Mm -hmm. that has nightmare-inducing things. Ooh. A nightmare carnival where you just walk down the alley. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Nice. Either that or it's about a girl named Alley who is just a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Alley. Shame on you. Uh, very nice. I thought about it, you know, it's just a pairing I never expected to see, and it's actually kind of exciting. That whenever, is fun. whenever I hear uh, Leo, I'm thinking, okay, so what's this new yeah, Scorsese always, movie he's right. going to be in? But I'm know? always interested if Leo's doing something, you know? Yeah. And, you know, he's a uh, Guillermo's coming off an Oscar win. This is going to be his next movie he directs. Oh, nice. So I guess he's only producing the, uh, the terrifying stories that we read in the dark. So, but yeah, that's going to wrap it up. <laughs> Last couple of weeks, I just have not been able to say that's going to wrap it up for Do We Care. Oh, there you go. You just did it. It's going to wrap it up for So excited for Avengers Endgame that my lips and tongue won't work together. Yep. Um, very nice. Appreciate that. Before we head on to the review, uh, I want to remind you about Sift the Thrones. If you're a Game of Thrones mm. fan, please hang out with us. We release on Wednesday night, Thursday morning, uh, and talk about the latest episode. Just a few more to go. Thank you to those. We were just looking at the numbers. Thank you to all of those who are on board for the Game of Thrones stuff. Very humbling that you would care about what we have to say. We just have, we, we knew we were going to be talking together about Game of Thrones anyway. Mm-hmm. Might as well turn the microphones on, right? Exactly. So yeah. we're having a lot of fun and we'd love for you to join us there. Just search for Sift the Thrones in whatever you use for your podcast playing. It's also on Spotify and all the other different places that you can find uh, podcasts. All right, let's do it. Let's review Avengers Endgame. I know I said no more surprises, but I was really hoping to pull off one last one. The world has changed. None of us can go back. All we can do is our best. And sometimes the best that we can do is to start over. Adrift in space with no water or food, Tony Stark sends a message to Pepper Potts as his oxygen supply starts to dwindle. Meanwhile, the remaining Avengers, Thor, Black Widow, Captain America, and Bruce Banner must figure out a way to bring back their vanquished allies for an epic showdown with Thanos, the evil demigod who decimated the planet and the universe. I'd like to start off by saying that is an incorrect use of the word decimated. Or Uh, demigod. (laughs) Okay, you can talk about demigod. I'll talk about decimated. Stop using decimated to mean, you know, destroying. Because what it literally means is to destroy one-tenth of something. Well, we all know Thanos destroyed half. So he quintupled decimated. (laughs) Quintessimated. Yes, exactly. Anyhow. Yeah. uh, There you go. Let's, uh, Let's just do this. Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? Loved it is too low of a ranking. <laughs> you, need, you need another need one a, beyond loved it? Yeah. 
Oh, I'm so glad. This makes me so happy. Yeah. I, you're just going to gush all over this thing, aren't you? Pretty much. Okay, cool. What do you want to call it then? What's that new category that only Avengers Endgame is in for you? I uh, MCU'd it. <laughs> Euphoria'd it? Yeah, Euphoria'd it. Um, I'm in loved it. Okay. Uh, Fairly strongly, I got some big issues with this I have, movie. I don't but, want it to come across. I don't have issues with yeah, the movie. It's, it's not perfect. Well, it's kind of one of those things for me where, ah, oh, man, it's like the good is so good mm-hmm. that any of the bad is just like you're willing just to shove it under the carpet and go, yes, but this thing happened, and yes, but this moment, and mm-hmm. oh my goodness, did you see this? <laughs> you know, so it's kind of like that. But here's here's what I keep coming back to, and I, I guess I'll start here before we start getting into why we loved it. Okay. Again, in ge- a general sense, you're going to want to listen to the Sif spoil if you've seen the movie, and we'll talk more specifically uh, about a whole bunch of stuff. But uh, I think in general, where I land is there are choices this movie makes that I don't that I don't agree with that if made differently could make it better. And if it's a movie that could be made better, then that means I have to be willing to say, okay, you know, it it drops down a half a grade or a grade. You know what I mean? Like if there's a better version of this movie, in my opinion, obviously we're always talking opinion. Yeah, subjective. Um, then I have to be willing to at least grapple with that. I dealt with the same thing with us with the movie. Us was very similar for me where I loved so much of what that movie was doing, but I had to grapple with the reality that it set up rules that it wasn't willing to follow. Yeah. Um, and I think there's some similar stuff to that going on here, which we will get to. But let's talk about how amazing this movie is. Okay. Um, performances all around are stellar oh, as my usual, but they're stellar in a new way. Right. Yes, because exactly. We've got, you know, our heroes in the light we haven't seen before where they are trying to deal with failure of what happened in Infinity War. You know, we've always seen these people and these gods these heroes come off of movies where they won this is the first time we're coming off a movie where they lost and how Mm -hmm. they deal with it right and what that does to them yeah so that's what makes it so different from any other movie even infinity war i i mean if we're talking about the performances i just have to say robert downey jr was next level in this movie, there's an early conversation he has with Captain America mm-hmm. that blew my mind. The, with the I act- told you. Yeah, with the acting choices he was making there. There is uh, a- another moment, um, again, we'll, in Sif Spoils, we'll be more specific, yeah. where his reaction to something, I was just like, man, he's operating on next level as far as knowing this character, being this character. Chris Evans is on the next level as mm-hmm. Captain America in this. Um, I just, those two especially stood out to me as like, are the, is it a possibility they might get nominated? Like, is that possible? Yeah. Is the Academy going to recognize genre fair like this? No. I don't know, I man. Think, I, I think the Academy is mean, too pretentious. With, but they did with Lord of the Rings. You know what I mean? The final, the final Lord of the Rings film, and you've got this thing that's culminating this. Like, if nothing else... As a way just to honor the cinematic achievement yeah. that they've done. Nothing has ever been done like this before. Nothing probably, I shouldn't say that, but I highly doubt something will ever be done on this level again. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you replicate it. I'm sure Kevin Feige is going to try to you know, replicate this and have another build up to something big. I just don't know how. I, I mean, it's just, it's... It's mind blowing. So I wonder if that will allow them to give it, you know, some. I mean, anything's possible. And I would love for that to happen. But it's just one of those things like it didn't happen with Infinity War. And I swear I thought it was going to happen with Infinity War. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I I, I always have it in the back of my mind like it should. It should. But will it? That's a different story. What else? Um, I want to talk about how you and I, earlier on in this episode, we talked about how multiple viewings best served us in this movie. Yeah. So something I noticed um, thought that I thought was just done for comedic relief, you know, was how Thor was handled in this Mm -hmm. movie. Watching it a second time, I realized there's a meaning for the reason why Thor is the way Thor is in this movie. Yeah. Like, I thought it was just, you know, fun and funny. It's once you watch it a second time and you're actually like paying attention, it oh, yeah. means something yeah, for sure. It means something. Yeah, this is a movie. This is a movie you mention um, 
coming from Infinity War and being willing to grapple with the actual events and the consequences of Infinity War. Mm -hmm. This is a movie about uh, all the different ways to handle defeat, all the different ways to handle loss, all the different ways that you put one foot in front of the other after the world does not go your way. Yeah. Um, or don't put one foot in front of the other as, you know, like you look at, uh, the Hawkeye storyline and this is an oh, example when of he a turns way to hand- Ronan. Yeah. When, you know, you look at Thor, like you mentioned, you look yeah. at how Captain America handles it. You look at how black widow handles it. All of these are okay. different ways that we can talk more specifically about yeah. in spoilers. We're talking about performances. We have to mention Scarlett she's Johansson. Great. Oh, she's so, so good. So is Renner. Renner's great. Renner's too. great, yeah. Even um, Paul Rudd. Yeah. <laughs> it's surprising. Like, everybody is on their A game. They're yeah. on their Avenger game in well, this they're, movie. They're given, they're given a, a bigger depth of meaning and emotion to deal with here mm-hmm. thanks to Infinity War. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, uh, you got something? Oh, I've got tons. I do too. I, so so I, I think I'll just say this uh, because a lot of it is going to come down to this. I think I've said this before with other MCU movies, Avengers movies, but this movie emphasizes it more than any other. The fact that these are our friends, that we have spent 22 movies with them mm-hmm. and different combinations of them and getting to know different characters and the investment that we have in them is so great the enjoyment that we have to hang out with them is so great that every laugh is elevated every joyful moment is elevated every sorrow is elevated because we you know one thing movies have always had a tough time doing is figuring out how to efficiently give enough backstory that you connect to the characters so that when things happen you have an emotional investment right That's like movie making 101, storytelling 101. The beauty of an expanded universe like this and building up over an entire decade is they don't have to do that in this movie. It's been done. The work has been done and it is payoff after payoff after payoff. And it's just like that. And because of that, and I guess I'll zone in here, the emotion of this movie is deeper than any MCU movie I can remember yeah. because of that payoff yeah. because of, you know, the choices they're making with these characters. So it's just, it's, it's insane to just, just feel that moment after moment. Yeah. And on top of that, you have a level of fan service in this movie that has not been touched by any Marvel movie ever. Well, in, in fan service, not just, and maybe a couple of the moments are, but for the most part, not fan service in the way that means, Oh, just making the fans happy and not actually doing anything interesting. No, 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 It's no. the type of fan service that means it makes sense in what's going on here, and but it's still something you've always wanted to see. It's, I would call it wish fulfillment. You There's know, a it's, better way. To, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's wish fulfillment after wish fulfillment mm-hmm. in this movie. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and the, the action is cooking when it's cooking, and some of those moments are just pure euphoria. Um, Man, I dig that feeling. Yeah. I, I've only experienced it a couple times sitting in a theater, and one time was the original Avengers, and it yeah. and it was like it's like they're that doing feeling. It. They're doing <laughs> I know, right? It. Yeah. It's like that feeling times ten here. You know? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I this had a lot of those feels. Is, this is something I read, and I. I don't agree with it, but I want to know if you kind of get what they're saying with this. So I've heard people say that they felt that this has sort of a Return of the King multiple endings kind of feel to it. Did you get that? I wondered if people would pull that out. Um, I think that's a valid point. The movie does not end quickly. But here's here's what I've said about Return of the King and what I would say about this as well. Yeah. You're not dealing with a three hour movie. You're dealing in this case with like a 60 hour movie. (laughs) You know what I mean? A 60 hour movie is allowed to spend half an hour on endings if it wants to. Yeah. You know, return of the King is technically a nine or 10 hour movie. It's allowed to spend a bit of time on, you know, resolutions and endings. That's okay because you're invested in them all. Yeah. Um, so I the the endings in Return of the King don't bother me. Yeah. The endings here don't bother me. And probably the endings here bother me even less. I think they're completely appropriate. I totally agree. It's something that I've seen pointed out multiple times. It was just something I had to ask nah, you about. Nah. Yeah. I, I no, I'm not I get it. 
And even while watching it, I was like, oh, somebody's going to hate the fact that we keep having different endings. Yeah. But what? I mean, come on. They're they're all meaningful. Great. They're all important. They're all great. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Cons? Sure. I mean, I've just got one one major one. I that, got two cons and that's it. Um, mine, uh, my one that is multiple <laughs> is this movie asks you to suspend disbelief in some ways that are very difficult for me to suspend my disbelief. Um, I think we have the same one. Um, and I'm being very careful, and I'll, I will go more into depth in spoilers. I don't want to spoil a big part of this movie. Um, Let me say this and tell me if you agree. The movie him haws some science really bad. Oh, for sure. A lot of yada yada going on. Yeah. Um, and, and, and in a way that you can almost tell the movie is like, trying to make it just confusing enough that you won't care. Like if mm-hmm. we can make it confusing enough that you don't want to sit there thinking about it, you'll just accept it and we'll just move on. Yeah. And okay, fine. I get it. But there's also this element where the movie, just like us, uh, lays down some rules for some things. And you're like, what? <laughs> and then immediately breaks those rules. Yeah. And if you're going to lay your own foundational rules, follow through with them. Have the have have the guts to either change the rules so they fit where you want to go in the story, mm-hmm. or have your story fit the rules. I don't understand why we can't be intellectually stubborn enough to make it work. You know, people are creative. You can think of ways around stuff in stories. That's what makes it fun sometimes. And there are several key points in this that we can talk about in spoilers where I, I just thought, what? Why didn't you do it this way? It would have fit with your rules better, or or that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I had somebody ask me why I dissed us for this and i'm now dissing endgame for this but something like mission impossible i'm fine with when obviously a lot of that stuff can't happen the difference is that stuff can happen in the mission impossible universe they never say anything in that universe about you know um these these face masks you know work this way and then they show them working a different way they just they just do it and you go along with it because oh that's what happens in this universe fast and furious universe is the same way you just go along with it because that's the fast and furious universe they're not you know breaking any rules they've set up to that type of well yes i mean the i mean the modern fast and furious yeah Yeah. i totally agree so that that for me is the difference if you're gonna lay out rules then have the intellectual honesty to follow those rules um and it's a big chunk of this movie. Uh, and like I said, at the end of the day, if you want to just enjoy the fun stuff and not worry about that stuff, there's so much I, to enjoy. <laughs> I totally get it. I totally get it. But mm-hmm. I have to be honest enough to grapple with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's my that's my major con. Any yeah. other that you wanted to mention? I don't even know if this is a con. You can tell me. I think Infinity War definitely feels like a standalone movie. Mm-hmm. I think Endgame actually feels a lot like a part two. Ooh, interesting. That's a great point. Um, we'll, is that a we'll con talk, or is that just a... No, no, no. Let's talk about it. I, we, and we'll talk here in a little bit about how uh, where we rank in-game amongst the Marvel yeah. movies. We'll talk about that here in a second. Um, but I would say, yeah, I think you're right. Um, I don't know that it impacts me all that much. No. Um, I think... what's here's, here's how I see it. I think Infinity War and Endgame... Uh, specifically are, you know, pretty much a, you know, five and a half hour movie. Yeah. You know, they, they work together, Mm -hmm. but if you're going to separate them, infinity war is a great standalone film. It works. I'm not sure that Endgame Endgame does. does. There's too much. It relies on, you knowing from infinity war for it to, to really work. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a valid point. Not one that necessarily matters to me overall. I guess it's less of a con and more just something I noticed. Yeah, I think that's a really decent observation. Uh, How many more times do you plan on seeing it in theaters? I'm not sure. At least once. At least once, Um, yeah. I've been contemplating laser IMAX 3D, uh, making the trip down to Branson for that. If you do, give me a ring, I'll go with you. Yeah, (laughs) that's the only thing is that... so I had the experience of seeing it for the first time with you and several other critics, yeah. which is totally different than seeing it in a packed out theater nobody with talks. fans. <laughs> yeah, nobody talks. There were a few. Go- there were a few gasps, maybe a laugh. A laugh. <laughs> um, man, am I glad I saw it with with that packed out theater though, because mm. it it really gave me another level of respect for what they're pulling off here. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I don't know that I would have had that. And then the only other thing I would want to get out of it that I haven't, other than the fact that this kind of thing only comes along, you know, once or twice in a lifetime, really. Yeah. Um, 
so take advantage of it while it's happening. But other than that, is just to see it on the best screen possible with and the best sound and with the best sound possible. And so, although our, the sound we saw it on at the, the, the oh. critic screening was great. Yeah, the, was it, it a B and B theater we went to? In yeah, Kansas? and they had a, they had the advanced DTS whatever yeah. that that with all the ceiling speakers and it sounded good um and i will tell you watching it on a regular theater even with the crowd and part of this was the crowd was going crazy so much yeah but also but i felt like i had a harder time hearing some of the lines um than with the better speaker system so it does make a difference yeah and i definitely the picture was was better the first time i saw it too so yeah but of course part of that could have been i was in the fourth row which is pretty close. That is but, real close. Where'd you but, go for your second viewing? Um, B&B. Okay. Yeah, but the one locally. Nice. Um, so, yeah, me and 500 other people screaming at the screen. <laughs> so fun. It's so fun. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, since, again, we really can't jump in until That's spoilers. The That's the thing. There's so much that I want to talk about. Sure. That's obviously going to have to wait for the spoiler cast. Yeah. So. I guess I would say this. I, again, most people listening to this have watched the movie. Just download the Sif Spoil and, and join us there. It'll be a lot of fun. It's going to be a long um, episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I would say this. If you haven't seen the movie and you're actually listening to this to figure out if you should see the movie, I mean, the, the obvious answer is yes. However, I was talking with somebody today who's seen like two or three Marvel movies, and they're like, should I go see this one? No. And I'm like, man, I don't know. Like, <sighs> My my motto up until now has always been you don't need to see any other Marvel movies to enjoy another Marvel movie. But if you have seen other Marvel movies, it's going to make it that much better. I don't agree with I, that. There's plenty of Marvel movies I think you need to see. I, up until this point, I hadn't felt that way. I, I mean, I'd be willing to have that conversation slash sure, debate yeah. or whatever. I don't. I mean, that's there might be that I'm just not thinking of. But this one, I think what I told him was well. Because they haven't seen Infinity War either. I said, well, you have to see Infinity War. And I think and then you have I to see Ant-Man and the Wasp. And I think, eh, I don't know, have to. I think you'll get most of it. It just won't mean as much to you without okay. that journey. Yeah. And there is part of me that kind of feels, it's kind of like when you know you've watched a great television show for five seasons. And somebody's like, man, I've heard this show is great. And you feel bad for them because like, well, you, you feel two things. You feel bad for them because it's like if they want to get this, they have to start all the way over and go through all of them. But then but, you know they're in for a ride. But then you know they're in for a real fun ride if they'll do it. Yeah. And I guess I feel the same way about the MCU. You yeah. know, Go ahead and make that effort and get in for the ride. Start at the beginning and just watch them all. Do your thing, man. The MCU feels like a miniseries in some it way. Is. It is. It is the... A mega series. <laughs> yeah. It is the culmination of the idea of movies becoming serialized. Movies yeah. becoming more like television. Uh, it is the best of what makes serialized television great combined with the best of what makes a cinematic experience great. Yeah. And the result is is absolutely euphoric. So, yeah, it's it's an absolute see it and and go see it so oh yeah multiple times <laughs> um anything else you want to mention before we move on and then we'll do some spoilers i'm just gonna save all of it first the sif spoil all right sounds like a plan uh let's head on to our best ever challenge then uh we're gonna look at best ever movies that have the word end in the title um how far did you stretch that there's a couple of them that I'm pretty stre- I'm stretching. <laughs> uh, one in particular. No, I think there's only one I'm stretching. I tried to make sure if end wasn't its own word, that it at least meant the same thing as end, yeah. except for one. I have one stretch that I'm like, eh, probably shouldn't have counted that one. But yeah. but anyways, uh, we'll go through them. We'll go from number five to number one. My stretch is my number five. You want me to start there? Yeah. My big stretch is Ender's Game. It was in my honorable mention. It's it doesn't really like it's a name. It's not really the word end, but, but it starts with end, end, and so it feels like it has end in the title. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Ender's Game, which I really enjoy. I think it's kind of gotten looked, you know, looked past in a lot of ways. But I wish I wish they make more of those movies. I hate to be that guy. Yeah. I got spoiled by the books. Yeah, yeah. And the sure. books being so good that I was let down by the movie. This, I'm sure if I hadn't read the books and I saw the movie, I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I thought a lot of it was really cool. I thought yeah. the performances were fine. I I really wish that had worked. Yeah. Because I'd love to see more of it, but but it mm. did not. Alas. <laughs> What's your number five? I'm going to preface my list by saying there's not that many good movies that have the word end in it. Uh, so I'm going to start with End of Days, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. <laughs> that was in the SifPop.com list. That was in the was top really? ten. Yeah. So uh, I don't hate that movie, but I don't 
love that movie. Yeah. It's yeah. a movie. <laughs> it is a movie. It, it's a movie. Um, I think my top three are all really good. Yeah, my top three are really okay, good. Okay, cool. Maybe we have the same top three. Maybe not. Probably. Uh, so you're number four? My number four is The Never Ending Story. Trump. Oh, all right. Yeah. And then maybe my top four are really good. Yeah. I don't know that I would consider The Never Ending Story really good. I just think it's nostalgic. I don't. If you watch that movie, I think we've had this conversation. I think we have. I, I and just, I think I came down on the opposite side because there are some <laughs> pretty emotional moments in that movie. When Artax, yeah, Artax and Gamork, Gamork that scene is, with Gamork is intense, but yeah. man, the acting leaves a lot to be desired in that movie, like it's all around. Acting, and, no. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I, I, I have watched it in my adult years and kind of gone, oh yeah, I sure did watch this through kid goggles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, you know, it's just one of those weird Wolfgang movies, but uh, it's... It, I mean, it's the nostalgia is through the roof on that one for yeah. me. So, so you don't think like if your boys were to watch the Neverending Story, they, they would get it? What, did they get it or like it or? Yeah, I mean, when they were kids, yeah. Okay, so that's not really a nostalgia. That's more just a generational thing. Like well, whenever yeah, you're younger, thing. it's yeah, an yeah, age no, no, no. It's nostalgia for me because I saw it when I was younger. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Totally. totally. All right. Um. So this is where I have my number four. Is this is the end? Ooh, that's in my honorable mentions. Yeah. Um yeah it's it's funny it's gratuitous and vulgar i think a lot of it comes down to that uh hermione joke you know <laughs> but uh well it is it is extremely gratuitous and vulgar but it's also extremely funny those guys in, in the playing I, themselves yeah the idea the meta-ness yeah. of this movie is kind of brilliant yeah playing Characterized versions, versions, yes, of, versions them. of themselves yeah. is very very like fascinating the jonah hill the innocent good boy thing is just so funny well the one everybody goes back to michael sarah is the michael sarah yeah 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 uh my number three this is where i have a never-ending story so if you wanted to talk about it now i kind of already mentioned my stuff on it but yeah what else did you want to say about it oh i was just gonna uh, mimic everything you said so what would your number uh three my number three is howard's end the anthony hopkins movie yeah haven't seen it but i hear it's messed up uh it's really power like it's really it, it is it is the epitome of Merchant Ivory movie making, you know, kind of that old, you know, early 20th century, um, you know, petticoats and dresses and, you know, suits. And it just it. Yeah, it deals with some stuff. Right. <laughs> but I mean, there's a reason it got nominated for nine Academy Awards. You know, there's Isn't, a reason she won yeah. for, you know, best actress. Uh Emma Thompson, I think. Yeah, isn't this the movie he did right before or right after Silence of the Lambs? It could so, be. I don't. So people I don't were like, remember. so he went from doing Hannibal Lecter to this. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you should check it out. I really should. I mean, I know there's probably a large stack of movies you want to check out, and Howard Zinn's probably not going to go to the top of that list because I said it. Um, I have to watch Endgame a couple more times before I get to Howard Zinn. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. All right, uh, number two. The World's End. Yeah, that's what I have at number two as okay, well. So we have the World's same number End. one then too, yeah. Uh, but, man, this movie does not get enough credit compared to the other two. Right? I totally agree. No. I think they're all transcendent movie making by Edgar Wright. Um, yeah. Uh, we've talked about how Hot Fuzz maybe transcends a little bit more mm-hmm. than the others. Uh, some people think Shaun of the Dead transcends more than the others. But, yeah. man, where are my At World's End lovers that, know. you know... Um, but I, yeah, I agree. I don't think this movie gets enough credit. I think it's hilarious and meaningful and heartfelt. And I I think it's great. I like it because in both Shaun of the Dead and, uh, Hot Fuzz, Nick Frost is always, you know, the bumbling goofball, you know, Mm -hmm. and in World's End, it's turned on its heads and Simon Pegg is the goofball and Nick Frost is the one who has it all together. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Yeah, Yeah, it is fun. And then you have like just that martin freeman just the rest of that cast is just so perfectly i think martin freeman and uh one other have been in every single one of those cornetto movies Mm -hmm. because martin freeman was in both sean and hot fuzz yeah (sighs) they're so funny my kids are old enough now i wonder if it's time to do the cornetto trilogy with them what age would if you had kiddos and you were thinking along those lines of a parent you know allowing them to figure their way into the world and understand the world around them at what point would you show them the cornetto trilogy 14, 15, somewhere okay. around there. Okay. Yeah. So then I'll add six to that. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> 21. No, I think probably 17 or 18. Do you? Okay, here's my thing. I don't believe, this sounds stupid, but I don't believe in foul language. 
Yeah. I don't believe that there's such no, a I thing as foul language. There are foul attitudes. There are foul and attitudes and there are foul meanings behind those words. And there are and there are foul uses of those words. Yes. Yes, agreed. But I think that there are also comedic versions of those words. Sure. And I think that yeah. a lot of what is relied on in the Cornetto trilogy Listen, is... Listen, I mean, you know, as as much as I, I am a, whatever you want to say, straight-laced, you know, goody-two-shoes, that kind yeah. of stuff that I've grown up as... Um, yeah, we, we've talked about this, but we have uh, the other podcast that I do, Shoe the Dough. We did a whole uh, episode on swearing, and I think people would be surprised at my opinions on that. I, they're just words. They're just sounds. It's you yeah. know, it's all about your intent in using them uh, and your understanding of how they impact other people. I think that's the other part of it is understanding that not everybody is has the same type of idea or enlightenment enlightenment as you do and so you are <laughs> thanks gonna... for saying i'm enlightened <laughs> i appreciate it well the idea being that you can say yeah it doesn't mean anything but if you're communicating something to somebody else they mm-hmm. get to decide what it means yeah you know so it's kind of that that dual partnership of how we live in the world with other people like if i were to say i think endgame is effing amazing right it's totally different than to say f you right you know totally so in in either way could be misunderstood by somebody else, exactly. which is why context is important. Audience is important, all those kind yeah. of things. But no, I don't think we disagree too so much on that. I'm curious what your reservations for showing your boys the well, Cornetto it's, trilogy. It's, it's more of their, uh, well, for instance, like at World's End is very much about, you know, drunkenness and lasciviousness and the okay. idea of their, their attitudes that are embraced that I want to make sure I've had enough time to teach them my version of how to uh, approach the world and approach, uh, you know, the temptations of um, substance abuse, those kind of things, before I send them into a world that often makes light of it. That's fair. So, so yeah, so those kind of things, you know, the attitudes and yeah. and those things are really what's most important to me. I get that. And, and the idea of which this one becomes, you know, much more and more impossible, especially raising boys, but the idea of over-sexualizing children um, with the internet anymore, it's, you know, it's pretty impossible not for them to be over-sexualized before they're ready. Um, But that's another part of it that I try to be aware of, you know, uh, putting in their world. So, so yeah. That was a fun little... Yeah, a little tangent. I'm glad we talked about the world's end world's somewhere. End. In there. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I think we both have the same number one. The end of watch. End of watch. Yeah, yeah. We just talked about it not too long I ago. I know it was my number one. I think last last podcast. Yeah, or whatever that was. So can we just say that we echo everything? Yeah, just go said. back and listen to the other the yeah. other podcast. I think it was Hell Hellboy. Just just yeah, yeah it, it was, was Hellboy. Yeah, it was because it was, it was um, a David Harbor David movies. Harbor movies. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Just go back and listen to Hellboy. <laughs> And uh, know that Jake Gyllenhaal is gold. Yeah, uh, man, that's a powerful movie. Yeah, who's yeah. It, who's he? Is it uh, is it Pena? Michael Pena. Yeah, Michael and, Pena. He's with yeah. in that. So yeah. yeah, fun times. Those guys are great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, honorable mentions. Yeah, uh, I have three. The, uh, I only had one other on uh, Pirates uh, World's End. Yeah, I would. I hate that movie. I hate that movie too. I just wouldn't. I but just it's wouldn't. the only I other movie honor, I, found. I can't honorably mention that movie. Yeah, um, I hate it too. But I needed. Although I, I made needed... the sifpop.com list just oh, to, did just to prove that I am not the only one in charge of that list. No, I'm right there with you. I hate the movie, but I I needed something to put in an honorable mention, so it was the only one I could find that I had seen. Uh, have you seen the end of the tour? No, that's the one with um, uh, Siegel and uh, Eisenberg, mm-hmm. right? Yes. I really want to see that. You should. Yeah. Right after you see Howard's End. Okay. <laughs> so Howard's the, End is above it. See the end of the two. I mean, yeah. I think it's a better movie, although they're both really good. Um, I found it a little bit tedious. It, okay. I mean, it was just it, just at points, I was just like, but the performances are great. It's fun to see Jason Siegel do you know something a little bit different. Yeah. And, um, and it's a true, you know, it's based on a true story yeah. of, of interviews that happen, so... I thought that was good. Um, what else did I want to mention? Finding a friend for the end of the world or no, something like that. The no, one I think with that's the, a TV show, isn't it? Uh, what's the movie with Keira Knightley and... Um, oh, no, I didn't even think of that one. Yeah, I didn't either. I haven't seen it, so that's why. Yeah, I don't remember much about it. Uh, end of the Spear is Never a movie I enjoy. It's about a missionary. Well, it's it's a really fascinating true story, which I think is why I'm invested in it. But it's about a missionary who goes to like in the Amazon in South Africa mm-hmm. and because of a misunderstanding in the language, they kill him brutally kill him. Wow. Um, Sounds great. It, 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 well, it is. <laughs> Listen, you know, 
<laughs> it's life. Um, and again, this is a true story, but it's the story of how I think 20 years later, his son goes to the same people and there's like forgiveness and redemption and, and he figures out how to communicate with them okay. and at first the same people that killed his father brutally. Yeah. At first it so. sounded like an Eli Roth movie and now it sounds like there's an actual <laughs> meaning behind it. There is, there is. I will say it's not, it was a very limited budget and the acting isn't always up to par in it, but yeah. the story is so interesting to me, which is why I like it. Well, that's cool. Um, and then the endless, which is another low budget, uh, sci-fi movie that I just saw this last year sounds familiar yeah what's should, the plot of that one um it's hard to say okay <laughs> it's weird okay There's, there there are time loops and uh, sci-fi stuff and yeah. so yeah it's, that's it's good enough it's fascinating <laughs> so uh so yeah you can check out the endless well there you go that's our best ever challenge for uh movies with the word end in the title if there are some that we didn't think of Feel free to let us know. And if you want to check out the full top 10 siftpop.com list, just go to, get this, siftpop.com. Whoa. That's amazing. <laughs> um, lots of fun stuff going on there. So we appreciate you heading uh, to there. Before we head on to the Sift Quest, uh, in fact, let's just mention uh, Siftpop Patreon. If you want to be a member of Siftpop, uh, it's very easy. starts at 3 bucks a month. You just go to patreon.com slash siftpop. I will tell you. You get a bonus episode each week uh, from us, a bonus pre-show. And the pre-show this week is a really fun one. It's Andrew and I on the way to see Endgame, talking about all our predictions and hopes and thoughts for the movie. It's about a 25-30 minute conversation about all the things we think are going to happen. And I'm going to tell you right now. We got a lot of stuff right. Yeah, we did. Well, yeah. I this, was proud of us. Yeah. There's there's a lot in there that listening back, I'm going, right on, Andrew. Right yeah. on, Aaron. Way to go, guys. Because I remember you saying after the movie, like after we walked out, you're like, man, our prediction, we were just like, check, check, <laughs> check. Yeah. We did good. So uh, so if you want to hear that conversation, become a Sif Pop member. It'll be your own podcast feed that'll have all the bonus stuff right in it. Just go to patreon.com slash sift pop and uh, again it starts three bucks a month and there's other perks that come with it too you can look at all that stuff there patreon.com slash sift pop and thank you thank you thank you thank you so much for doing that it's why we can actually keep doing this thing so we appreciate it all right on to the sift quest this is where you send us uh, on a quest to solve a problem solve a debate answer a question dealing with movies uh this one is with avengers endgame in theaters i got into a debate about which main actors in the marvel universe have had the best catalog of other films so far and who has the best future career in store would love for you guys to weigh in on this debate thanks I'm not going to lie. I think that I have the right answers. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, I felt this way. I, you know what? I think if we start with the best career so far, mm-hmm. I think there's a three-way race here. And okay. it's interesting who it is. It's really a two-way race with a third person that's close. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, in my opinion. But we could have, I mean, you it's never gonna know. Be interesting. It could be interesting. <laughs> so uh, let's just start throwing. We'll go from uh, best career so far and then best future career. Okay. Which best future career is, I think, a little more up for grabs. But I have, yeah, yeah. But I have a couple answers that I think are right. But yeah. anyways, uh, why don't you throw out the first one for best career so far? I am confident that the best career so far is Mark Ruffalo. I He was actually my third below the two that I think really? have better careers. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I mean, his career is great yeah i'm looking at collateral which is a Mm -hmm. top 10 movie for me then you have spotlight shutter island zodiac eternal sunshine of the spotless mind the guy has done amazing work and he's a great actor even though i don't like the movie foxcatcher he's great in foxcatcher he is really great in foxcatcher um did you mention shutter island yes yeah um zodiac actually another downy movie do you see begin again no Begin Again is really good as well. Um, 13 Going on 30 is pretty good as well. <laughs> it's a movie. So It's a movie. <laughs> yeah, no, he has enough there that I was like, okay, we have to have him in the conversation. When you've been in Zodiac, Eternal Sunshine, and, and Collateral, mm-hmm. like you, those three alone put you in the conversation for sure. Yeah. Um, so, no, I think that's good. Do you want to guess who my other two are? Or do you want to... Th- I, I have a guess who they are. Okay. Uh, Jeremy Renner. Yes. And Downey. No. Oh. Downey's career is interesting. It's fine, but it's a lot of medium. Chaplin, Tropic Thunder. He was also yeah. in Zodiac. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, he had a he had an inch. Oh, kill, uh, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Sure, oh, man, I love that movie sure. so much. But then you got like Sherlock Holmes. You've I love like Sherlock Holmes. I, but but I'm just saying it's not like. Oh, I love that movie. It's like, yeah, I like that movie. Uh, the Judge. Did you see The Judge? It's kind of That's another one. That's the one, one with those. him and uh, uh, Robert Duvall, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, apparently, he was in Weird Science. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what it says. I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch Weird Science um, for Robert Downey Jr. No, he probably, you're, you're right. He probably belongs in this conversation, but it just feels like. Um, like he was in Chef, I guess, for a little bit. Oh, yeah, he was in Chef. He was a um, cameo in Chef, kind of like Sofia Vergara and uh, right. Scarlett uh, Johansson. The, uh, the, that's the Scarlett other, Johansson. That's my other. Um, Eight-legged freaks. <laughs> no, you look at you look at what ScarJo's done. It's pretty incredible. Um, let's let's start with uh, Don John, which she's incredible like in Under the Skin, Lost in Translation. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna stop right there. Yes, I love Lost in Translation. I don't think I've seen a movie as weird as Under the Skin. It's pretty weird. I don't get that movie. Pretty weird. Match Point <laughs> is so great. Mm-hmm. Um, then you've got, let's see, The Prestige. She yeah. was in The Prestige. She was in The Prestige. She the was also prestige. in Her. Prestige. In Her. Yeah. She was in The Prestige in Her. Like, in yeah. Chef, which we mentioned. Yeah. Uh, I like Hail Caesar, so I give her points for that, too. <laughs> Yeah. Um, she was great in a movie probably nobody saw called Hitchcock about Af- Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, she played um, from a psycho. What was her name? Or was she? Who did was she it? play in the Hitchcock movie? Because it was Anthony Hopkins playing Hitchcock, right? Yeah. Um, let me see. Let me see real quick. But I, th- I have an idea. Um, oh, that's fun. You do Hitchcock cast and it, it brings up <laughs> like actual all, Hitchcock, like all his movies. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. She played Janet Lee. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. And it was, uh, Anthony Hopkins as Hitchcock. Um, you know, we mentioned her. She was in Isle of Dogs. She was? Um, yeah. Oh. I I just, I just like. Oh yeah. Now I remember who she was. Uh, the new, uh, Jungle Book. I don't know. I just, there's a lot of stuff there that I really like. Yeah. So it, you know, it's, it, I definitely think for me, it's either her or Renner because when you go to Renner, man, Wind River, Hurt Locker, the Bourne movies, the town, Arrival. Yeah. Um, Renner Mich- was Mission my number Impossible two. movies. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think it may be Renner. Yeah. I, I really think it might be Renner. Yeah. He was my number two, right after yeah. Ruffalo. He was in The Founder, which was really good. Um, so Ritter was in The Founder. Yeah, apparently that's what it says. Maybe, maybe, maybe producer wrong. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, maybe, maybe he produced it or something like okay. that. Okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Let's just say that the MCU, Kevin Feige, has an eye for great actors, and that's what makes the MCU so good. Yeah. That you believe these people. Yeah, I think if I had to rank it, I think I'd go, I'd go Renner, Johansson, Ruffalo. Okay, that's how I think I'd rank it. I'll go Ruffalo, Renner, uh, Downey. Okay, I think that's fair. And then ScarJo. All right, what are we going with for best future career of our our main crew? You know what? I think Chris Hemsworth has the best future. Ooh, talk to me about it. Because I think this guy has found his place in comedy. Mm -hmm. His comedic timing as movies, like as he's shown himself, Mm -hmm. it's getting good. Yeah. Like I'm excited for the new Men in Black Mm -hmm. and just where he goes from here because the guy has shown me he can do dramatic roles. If you watch Rush, he's amazing in Rush. Yeah, he's great in Rush. And then if you watch something like um, even in Ghostbusters, you know, it's. I don't like his character, but he's funny in it, mm-hmm. and he's obviously hilarious in Thor and the Avengers movies. I think the guy has some comedic chops. I think he's pretty versatile. Okay. Good choice. Yeah. I think it's got to be Tom Holland. I think that kid is going to have like a Michael J. Fox-type career where he can just play anything, and of all the screams that happened in the movie... That may or may not relate to, to characters. Tom, yeah, I'm just saying people love them. Some Tom Holland. Um, this is gonna sound weird, but whenever we said the main cast, I thought we were talking about the original Nine Avengers. Oh, okay. So I just meant like the the main MCU yeah. cast. Like you That's could say Brie enough. Larson. You could say yeah. you know, um, which is another one I think is gonna have a Room. great career. Who? 
Yeah, she's had she's had a good career. Yeah, she was in Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've got my fingers crossed. Although I don't know that this would be my official answer, but I've got my fingers crossed for Chris Evans that you know mm-hmm. people will see him as more than just a pretty face, more than just because you know um, the the you know kid good at math movie. Um, <laughs> Gifted. <laughs> That's what, my friend Jeremy, that's what my friend Jeremy calls it. Yeah. Uh, gifted. Yeah, Gifted is so great. <laughs> it is a really good movie. Um, and he's great in it. And I'd love yeah. to see him continue to do more. Um, but if I had Also put, in Scott Pilgrim versus the World. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, maybe he'll come back into the MCU in the Fantastic Four. <laughs> maybe he'll... Maybe he'll Flame he'll, on. <laughs> uh, and, but if I had to put money down, I'm putting money down on Tom Holland. I just think he's going to have one of those transcendent careers. And you know, like a Leo, it, it maybe helps, even type career. It helps, you know, somebody so young because mm-hmm. they have a very, you know, all that time in front of them yeah. to do it. So, yeah. yeah, that's actually a really good pick. Yeah, I couldn't think of anybody else. I was like, oh, yeah. Pratt, maybe? But Pratt's already shown that he's. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, I don't know. From here out, oh, he's got to do fun stuff, but. I think Dave Batista might have a really interesting mm-hmm. career. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Oh, we! I can't believe we forgot about Bradley Cooper. You know, you kind of forget that he's had a great career. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Bradley should have maybe been in that conversation. Um, yeah. Although I, I still think I would have landed where I landed. No, no, I think we. But he's one that could have been mentioned. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think you just you're right. forget that he's yeah. the raccoon. Yeah, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. <laughs> Talk a little bit about Vin. Oh yeah, he's got a great career ahead of him. <laughs> Saying Groot and driving cars fast. Thank you so much for sending us on that Sift Quest. If you have a Sift Quest that you would like to send us on, uh, it's very easy. Just email us feedback at siftpop.com. That's feedback at siftpop.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And you can send us emails about anything that you want to. You can yeah. also hit me up on Twitter. My DMs are always open. So Just to say hello. Yeah, feel free. Um, all right. I think we're ready to finish off with some buried treasure, Andrew. Uh, who do you want to go first? I'll let you go first. All right. Do you want uh, an app game, a movie, or a TV show? This is my new thing. Yeah. Uh, give I'm, me a choice. I'm liking it. You know what? I'm going to go TV show. Cobra Kai season two yeah, came out. It's back. Have you watched it? <laughs> um, five minutes, and then I had to drive over here. <laughs> I, the day it came out, binged the entire season. Really? I, and I don't usually do. I don't usually have time to do that. I didn't know that I, the whole season dropped. I thought it was just the first episode dropped. Okay, maybe it's because I'm on YouTube TV. Like, maybe, I don't know if being subscribed. You're probably right. It's just subscri- one of those things I thought it was like, Hulu, you got to wait like once a week or something like well, that. Well, I don't, and, and like I said, I'm, I, again, I subscribe to YouTube television, so yeah. that's where I, I get it through. Not YouTube Premium, YouTube TV, which yeah. are two different things, but yeah. I, I do get it through that. So I don't know if maybe they dropped it early. Um, but it was like, uh, let's just say Wednesday? I might find a way to watch it all today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, here's what I like. Yeah. Uh, it is all the wonderful care that was taken with the nostalgia of the first season, mm-hmm. which that was my main thing with, it's just like, oh, they care about this material. Oh yeah. Like you could tell, like they're trying to do something meaningful with this, <laughs> oh. not just grab dollars. Yeah. Zapka and Machia aren't just like, eh, yeah, we played these as kids. And- mm-hmm. No, I believe that that's how yeah. Billy Zapkin and Ralph Macchio turned yeah. out. Um, this does the same thing. There are more great nostalgic kicks, more great <laughs> call- thank, thank you, thank you. More great, you know, callback callbacks to different characters and different things. But it also becomes more of a. Um, I, I the the negative way to say this is soap opera, but the positive way to say this is interconnected storyline where the idea of how these characters interact and relate becomes more complex. The idea of not just, uh, you know, Ralph Macchio and Billy Zabka, but also the different kids and those kind of things, which are kind of the heart of the show. Yeah. Um, how they relate gets more complex and interesting. Um, what was teased at the end of season one is in full effect for all of season two. Oh, that's cool. And it's very cool mm-hmm. and very interesting. Um, and, and it has a interesting cliffhanger ending. Uh, <laughs> does that, it leave you wanting more? Yes. Good. Absolutely. Good, good. Um, and if they can pull off what the ending insinuates and season three is going to be next level. So really, I, th- I think so. I think so. Okay. I don't, and I don't know that season two will end the way you think, 
you know, I, they, I think I'm not, they made I'm it, not having any expectations. I guess I, here's what I'll say, and I, I, this may be spoilerish, but I don't think so. You, you, you don't don't expect every season to end at a karate tournament. It's just not the show they want to make. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like you had that in season one. Yeah. Let you know, let them do just a regular show from here on out and not have to do the all Valley tournament at the end of every single season. We well, see <laughs> that reminds me. There was a 30 for 30, 30 for 30 mockumentary of the oh, all Valley tournament. And that's it was great. hilarious. Oh man. It, you should go on YouTube and watch that. It was great. That's funny. Yeah, that's funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. Big recommend. I, I, I'm really enjoying Cobra Kai. It's, it's so funny. It's really the only thing like YouTube, originals is, has yeah. like it's their only show but it's 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 worth it i mean hey if you're gonna make a show and i think you get it if you subscribe to either youtube premium which is where you get youtube without ads and that kind yeah. of stuff or formerly known as red right or youtube television which is where you actually get live television through youtube yeah. um either way i think you'll get cobra kai so nice yeah so there you go what's yours so back in 2015 i was championing a show hard and that would be One Punch Man. 2015? Yeah. One Punch Man. Mm-hmm. It's 2018. Season two is officially out. <laughs> it took a while. And it's so good so far. Only three episodes out, but I am loving it. If it, it made me go back and just What's re- it on? Uh, Hulu. Okay. You can watch it on Hulu. Um, Man, I just love it so much. And it's the only anime I watch subbed instead of dubbed because i think that the voice acting is so funny okay yeah that they just the voices are so perfect that show is hilarious it's unlike any other anime i've ever seen it makes fun of anime while at the same time you know paying tribute to everything that makes a good anime like Mm -hmm. caring about these characters because you hear a story like the guy can defeat anybody with a single punch like well how are they going to make that interesting you know right no, they do. They make it so interesting. It's because the characters that Saitama One Punch Man surrounds himself with are so fascinating. Yeah. I love the show so much. Season two is kicking it off. It's a new production company, actually, from season one. So it, even the animation style is a little bit different. But uh, no, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm so glad it's back. Yeah. yeah. One Punch Man. Uh, I have not got a, a chance to check it out. It is on my list. Yeah. Um, but right, right after Howard's End. Right after Howard's End. <laughs> no, I've seen Howard's End. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I, man, I have been thinking a lot lately about really chopping out my TV watching. Like, just like doing a snap and getting rid of half my shows like yeah the second final series of a game of thrones you're just gonna chop that (laughs) out no that's what i'm saying but but (laughs) i've noticed there are shows that i'm super excited to watch the next episode for Mm -hmm. like game of thrones and then there are shows i'm like "Eh, i just watch it because there's something to have on in the background which is which is fine but i think i've got too many of that second category yeah and i don't know i just i would rather dedicate a couple hours to watching a movie I haven't seen, then dedicate a couple hours to a couple episodes of a show I'm barely interested in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, so I totally just, get it. I I'm dropped just, a lot of reality TV. No, like, see, reality TV is the one of the ones I get really excited about. That's I get funny. so excited about Survivor and Big Brother. See, I dropped so, I dropped American Idol and The Voice. I dropped all those. You know what? I dropped The Voice. Yeah. Um, but I have not dropped American Idol because uh, it's really good this year. And I also dropped Million Dollar Mile. I enjoyed the first couple episodes. But Did you? Yeah. Well, you you didn't drop it. They dropped it. They haven't, oh, they aired, an, they haven't aired another episode yet. Oh, so. okay. Well, I didn't look for it. Let's just <laughs> yeah. say that. I think they are going to uh, put it in a new slot and like burn off what they have, but I don't think it was a big success for them at all. Wow. Um, which is unfortunate because it's a great concept. Yeah, it it's, is. It's a very interesting concept. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think don't. Quote me on this. I think we just did a podcast. We did a podcast! We snapped our fingers and a podcast created itself out of dust. It was amazing. I am podcaster. (laughs) Podcast evitable. Thank you so much for joining us today for Sif Pop. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Now, if you want to know more about other shows on the network, you can go to studiodna.media or you can just search Studio DNA, one word, in your podcast player and they will all pop up there. Uh, huge thanks to Andrew for hanging out. Thanks, buddy. You can check him out at Flick Freaks across the socials. I am at Aaron Dicer. 
because it's my name. Uh, so you can search for me there. Much love and gratitude to our members of Sif Pop who support the station with dollar dollar bills. Y'all appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, three bucks a month is where it starts. If you want to go to patreon.com slash Sif Pop, you will be contributing to keep Sif Pop a real thing. The podcast the website, uh, the five things reviews, all of that is supported through your gifts for being a member. And for don't forget, you get some fun perks, uh, including your own podcast feed, as well as a monthly hangout, different things like that. Uh, we're going to be doing some fun things. And thank you so much for making it possible at patreon.com slash Lots of ways to connect with us. Uh, you can leave a comment or rate us or leave a review at iTunes. In fact, rating and leaving a review at iTunes is a great way, if you can't support financially, to support the podcast. That would mean the world to us. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can email us at feedback at sifpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like the show, too. So make sure you let them know about it and that listening is much easier than having the stones to go up against Thanos. Uh, spoiler chat should be up next in your podcast feed. And then next week, I think we're going to be talking about uh, Longshot. Oh, the Charlize yeah. Theron and uh, is it Seth Rogen? Yeah. Movie that's uh, coming out next week. So we'll see you then. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.